0: Hello there, everyone. Thank you for joining me again for another Grand Polico story time. Um so yes, uh if let me just start off by uh saying that uh, thank everyone for their support so far um, and if anyone is able willing and able uh to uh you know, like comment subscribe give me a rating all that good stuff uh, i would very much appreciate it so today what i will be talking about uh is all about there's uh, work and uh jobs i've had in the past uh, some funny and interesting stories uh, some not funny stories but uh yeah we'll get there um also uh again quickly uh, before i forget uh, every Wednesday is when As you may know is when uh, new episodes will be coming out So uh, look forward to that. I will be posting uh, On Fridays or Saturdays Then how uh, what I'm able to finally get to do it um, with my schedule the topics for the next episode um, so you can Know uh, what the topic next episode will be about, and if you have any sort of uh, stories that might relate to that topic, um, you can send them to my email at uh, grandpa leco storytime, g r a n d p a l e k o s t o r y t i m e, at gmail.com. Uh, so you could look for the announcements on Facebook and Instagram, both as well, the Grand time, um, And whether even if they're not uh, related to the topic that is revealed, you can sit down and send them in. I'm not going to find a time and a place to read those on the episodes. So, without further ado, let's get into it and thinking back Um, i know a lot of people tend to have uh, jobs that started when they're in high school like usually it's either 15 or 16 when people are able to actually finally start uh, working uh, at places to earn money for what have you Uh, because that's also close to the time when people can get their driver's permits and stuff so maybe they want to start saving up for a car right away or save up for like gas money and stuff just to do fun things go on dates what have you um i however never did that Um, my siblings did i did basically i basically did nothing until I graduated high school so I did not have a get a job until after I graduated high school that's when I finally got my first job at 18 at uh, my local dairy queen so uh, I usually I always worked the like morning shift so there's usually and at this point I didn't have a car either so it wasn't Horribly far. There's sometimes, uh, like in the summer, on that. Not even in the summer, because I didn't start till the f- end of summer, beginning of the fall, where I uh, would bike. But then it started to snow, and so I had people, uh, a couple of people I worked with, that lived in the area, that would pick me up and bring me over there because it was on their way. Where they were going anyway um, so they would open and I would basically just kind of sit in a car for like an half an hour to an hour until my shift starts uh, they would make open get everything ready and then I would go in and get stuff set up um, to start making blizzards and cakes and all that stuff um, so that was okay Uh, It's a job, and uh, fast food, and restaurant service isn't great, as probably most people know. It's not exactly fun. So I wasn't making a whole lot, but it was the first time I was still actually getting an income. Um, Though, yeah, I believe my parents were telling me that... uh, yeah, I believe that was right about the time when they were telling me, you know, yeah, you can. Just before I started that job, was get a job, or go to college, or because you're gonna have to pay rent, starting now, to live to live in the house if you're not gonna go to college. So, started doing that, and then having to making like I don't know, uh, maybe six hundred bucks a month so they were started charging me like 50 dollars i think a month to live there at the house so uh, the good thing was that i worked with people it was pretty much yeah it was pretty much just me and those two of the two of the people my husband and wife working there um until Oh, what the hell! Like ten to three, ten to four, something like every day. Uh, except I didn't work weekends. Right? Yeah, I only worked Monday through Friday. Um, so they opened. I'd come in. They're doing services and cleaning and everything like that. Um, then about an hour or two after that, the owners would come in, and then they would a bunch of stuff go through like maybe do inventory or something uh, do a bunch of paperwork help serve for a while and then leave and they would come back like later at like five or six p.m maybe again for like an hour or two then leave so uh being poor like we we would get I think one meal at like 50% off, um, and otherwise like unlimited like soda pop or whatever, Uh, but after the owners left, the two people I worked with, they didn't care, so they would just be like, whatever you want, we don't care, so I usually just get there and they're like, okay, then they leave, Then you, like, make yourself a blizzard and ask uh, one of them, uh, the one running the grill and stuff, to, like, make make, make you, like, a cheeseburger or something. So that was pretty cool. And then um, getting to see all the different toys uh, for the kids' meals that would come through sometimes were we're nice. Like, oh, hey, look, they they have, like, Powerpuff Girls toys, so, like, I'll take those we're like, oh there's here's a bunch of like Digimon toys. So go ahead and help myself do one set of those kind of thing. Um, but again it's just, it's just a shit job, not losing very much. So um, I knew that the summertime for for Dairy Queen would be just horrendous. So I started in the fall or to the fall and the winter the super slow times and through the spring and then like a couple weeks before summer started i i i quit and put my notice whatever uh, because i knew trying to work there would just be hell and i even though it was all it was seemed, seemed boring and just i didn't want to do it so i got an experience so i figured i'm gonna quit but I didn't line up a job a different job before then so i quit then my stepdad found out that i had, I had quit without lining up another job so he wasn't too happy so he immediately asked me to go there and to immediately get another another job um i think that was when i looking at different places and even trying to call places up about things and just asking me so he just give me some good advice though about different stuff like going there in person to fill out um, the application and then handing it in and then like asking to see who's in charge to like meet them in person and like say like, hi and such and such and really hoping to get a job here so you know just do to make an impression and then like you know calling a day or two later to double check, uh, whatever. Again, to get your, so they get your name in their head, type of thing. Um, at one point, I got like, oh, this, this person seems like they want to hire me. They basically did hire me. Sorry, little drink there. Um, they basically did hire me. But they didn't say what they did or anything, and I was wearing like basically the nicest clothes I had at the time, and like you know I talked to the person was like okay, well come back on this day for like a training seminar or whatever, and wear some nicer clothes. Like I don't have any nicer clothes, but I'm just like yeah okay sure, Um, but then I told my stepfather whatever they're like oh hey I got this thing lined up, you know, it's going to make, because I think they were advertising something like $350 a week, which at the time was insane, because I was making um, like, like 600 months, and now they're like saying I would be making twice that, so I'm like, oh, well, F yeah. Um, and he's like, this sounds a little fishy, the way you're describing it and everything, and uh, now he said to wear better clothes. Do you even have better clothes? I'm like, no. i was like, no then he's like it sounds like they're gonna have you doing like door-to-door sales which means you won't make any money unless you sell shit um yeah don't go to that keep looking for another job so um, that was what we were um but then i got another job at uh, a woodworking like uh, factory uh, called American Woodmark, but I know it doesn't exist anymore. Every time I drive by that, I'm driven by, the building, it's something else now. So, um, but they mostly, from what I remember, did like cabinets, like cabinet doors, and like just making complete um, uh, handmade wood cabinet units and stuff like that. Um, so. At first I was doing like these weird like sanding things, because uh, I started working where they would spray like the um, different, um, I don't know what the hell like, kind of like stain and sealant on the different parts and I would sand them down to rough it so they can go get another coat on there and sand it down again to get another coat pig so put like three or four coats on a thing so I worked on that but then um that got a little stressful the way because of the way it was working um and so i put in a different to get a different position where a friend of mine uh, after i started working there friend, uh, i got a friend to start working there and he got this a part working as um, running a machine where you put the what would be the uh, cabinet doors through and it will engrave, put like a groove, whatever, in the cabinet door front. And so uh, I put in for that, they were looking for another person to do that. So I put in and was able to start doing that as well. And I paid more. And it was way easier, especially being able to work uh, with a friend. So that was really great and then eventually um i eventually that friend moved away and so then it was just me working there but then uh shortly after they moved away is when my other friend benjamin rudolph who's been on been on uh, episodes in the past um decided you know what i think i think i'm gonna just go to college and i'm like me and my family are gonna go my parents are gonna go look at this college campus or whatever uh this weekend or whatever so i asked if i could join him and was basically honestly scared to i guess be alone because then i was like I wouldn't really have any friends to talk to or do anything with, because he was like the only one I had left, like after high school and everything. So, since the other friend had moved away, uh, so uh, a little bit of desperation, I said, "Well, I guess I'm going to go to college too." So, then uh, did stuff in college, living off of the overage checks. But then uh, eventually came a time when we moved off campus and, like, okay, I needed to start getting a job. So uh, I started looking for various uh, temp jobs, just little temporary things. I think. I'm sorry. Before that, um, it was like I'd go to college and then. During the summer, I would go back down uh, to live with my parents and would get a temp job down there to work just for the summer and then take my earnings and bring it back up to also help live off of that. So there were several years where um, while I was taking classes and stuff, so during the actual school year, I was not. Uh, doing any any work but uh, one of the ones I did uh, done by my parents place was um, Lexington manufacturing uh, and they were also did some semi wood forking stuff um, the main thing I remember them doing was uh, they had stuff doing with, uh, they had a lot of like vinyl wrapping machines. So they take planks of wood and wrap it and glue on like vinyl around it. Uh, but also, they, the main thing I remember them talking about is uh, fireproof doors. So, a lot of stuff about that. Um, I think I had other places before that, but will get to that in a second. The, the Lexington Manufacturing was really fun. I met a lot of really cool people there. That's where the. Um, I think on the last episode is when I talked about uh, I was at a job and someone opened a back of Skittles and it just exploded and went everywhere. And the person running machines had yelled for like five second roll. So me and them were picking up a bunch. So that's where that happened at Lexington Manufacturing. So. Um, Yes, so that place in the beginning it was a little odd slash disgusting. Uh, I did third shift because that's that was the opening they were looking for, but it also was like a dollar like differential, meaning like in the daytime you'd make like twelve dollars an hour, but if you worked like third shift, you were making thirteen dollars an hour because of the odd uh, time so uh, but yeah that was lots of fun Uh, at one point uh, one of the people I knew uh, there made like these custom shirts uh, for himself me a couple people um, that said too hot for first shift so that was that was was a funny thing i i believe yeah, I, I still have mine but i haven't worked uh like third shift in so long i haven't had to worry about that anyway in the beginning working there uh, it was a little weird because there was some people who used like chewing tobacco and dip so they'd always have it in their lip and stuff like that and then every time they needed to they would just spit but they just spit onto the floor so you'd have to like watch where you're stepping otherwise you're going to step in a glob of just chew chew tobacco spit um, which was pretty gross but it was just a plain concrete floor in you know, a factory so it didn't care too much um i would work there for the first summer and i told them that i really liked it and i would like to continue coming back um, and I said, okay, well, call us when you're ready to come back down, like, uh, to start working again, and so, uh, like, the next year, the next summer, I called them, and they had me fill an actual paperwork to become an actual, like, seasonal employee, instead of just, uh, like, temp, a like temporary employee through a, uh, a temp agency, but then after... I think after the second time, so the third time that I finally was working there, they had stopped doing that, so they weren't uh, spitting there uh, onto the floor anymore, which was really nice. Um, I think before that, though, was when I had a bunch of just random, like jobs, um, so like the first couple years. Yes, because the first year in college, uh, I didn't try at all. So I just took a bunch of crap classes and didn't do well. So um, I got like an A, a C, and an F or something. So, but I got put on probation. So then I had to skip the next semester. Uh, so the spring semester, so then I went down home early, So working, found a bunch of random jobs, and did all kinds of weird, uh, just random stuff for just, some of them just for like one day, and then like, all right, then we're going to have different, a different job for you tomorrow with a, at a different company. So sometimes it's like, oh, you're going to go through, you're going to work on an assembly line, but you're just sorting through these different parts, and um, stuff for later down was, Sorting them like that, or um, going through and like uh, one time it was a tortilla company. So, they're like, oh, here's just go through and make sure they're the tortillas aren't sticking together and they're actually like good, like circle shapes and stuff like that. So, sorting through that, and then at, at the end of that, they're like, here, have a couple free bags of tortillas. Sounds cool. Um, one of them was ironically working at the place where my parents worked um so that was working at their company but a different they, they had multiple buildings and so one company was like i was working in a clean room like sorting stuff and packaging it up um yeah just all kinds of different stuff before finally getting that lexington manufacturing and then Um, going back to college and then coming back for like four or five years doing that every summer Um, but eventually I did have um, I did take and start doing getting an actual job uh, in like Fargo-Moorhead so again doing starting to do some temp work so doing stuff like um, oh i can't remember the name of the company unfortunately but it's it's a company that like will pick up other companies like work uniforms and clean them and then return them so like oh you uh and they do stuff like that so like there was this company there and i worked in the section where um after they're washed and everything sometimes it was just after wash and sometimes it was after they're washed and dried Uh, but i was i worked with like two two older ladies probably in like their 50s and we would just like make sure the clothes are right set out i don't think we fold them and then we check the pockets for anything that they forgot and like if you found Change you got to keep it, but if it was like actually like paper bills, you had to turn it into the office so they could. Um, they, I think I don't know if they just like kept it and wrote it down or like uh so they could try to return it to those people or what, but, but um, that one was actually kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that and, uh, a bit. But then I got a different temp job working for uh, Marvin Windows. And this, for like a Marvin Windows, is kind of like you'd think like a bigger name company uh, at the time and stuff. And so you'd think it'd be, I don't know, like a well oiled process with big factory and stuff. But it seems a pretty small like warehouse and it seemed like there was a total of like 30 people And so there's only like one production line Just do it by name. Just but just each Window was different. So like everyone's doing every window instead of like Because right now I work I work for Anderson Windows, which is a little funny but uh, and they have tons of different lines for every different uh, type of window so like they were completely separate line with its own workers for casement and for double hung and for glider and specialty shapes and all that but this was just you no, know, there's one line and you just go through a couple of stuff so i worked in a bunch of different positions there uh, which was pretty nice that one was also really fun but then eventually um, I kind of had to quit because uh, at the time I was like, oh, well, I'll still go back down and work that job for the summer because I knew it had known those people for long and I was still making, uh, it was still good money there. So instead of like continuing to live in the house we were renting, and keep the job I had I said like, well no I'll just go down for the summer and work this other job so I quit the Marvel windows to go back to Lexington manufacturing so yeah like right now saying this it sounds like well, it seems really dumb I'm not sure why I would do that I did when I definitely didn't have, didn't need to um hmm very weird um but I think yeah after coming back from that is when the whole process of not working for a while and then moving back onto campus with other people in there in the campus like apartments so it's like an apartment but um yeah and then living off the overcheck there but then starting to get low on funds and having trouble getting food, then moving off campus again uh, into an apartment with people, and then definitely running out of money and having to go to the Salvation Army for food. Again, I talked about I touched on a bunch of this uh, that stuff in the last episode, but eventually, when I finally got a job, uh, it was through like recommendation from a couple of friends that were working at the i guess local sam's club so they were working overnights like third shift uh, stocking and stuff so i applied for that and then because they were working there and they kind of boxed me so i was able to get that and then i was finally able to eat again and um, though in the beginning because i was so desperate um, when we would have uh, I was working stocking in the freezer section and they had this um, kind of like tub where if something was damaged you'd throw it in there so they could try to get some sort of credit for it I guess or something but usually um, I started bringing a bag in and sometimes bringing a like a, a duffel bag with a stereo so I could set up the stereo and listen to music while I was working and then I would try to hide the damaged stuff some of the damaged stuff in there so I could have food because again at the time I wasn't eating I was only having like that one meal so I had to wait a while to get a paycheck too so, it was like, so there was a brief bit of time where I was like taking all the Damaged food so I could have something to eat because I was desperate um, and starving, whatever um, So yeah, that, that one was One of the longest jobs I've ever had. I mean, cause I think the summer temp job was like maybe four years, so Not not terrible, but otherwise that was the longest job technically four years uh, but not really four years but then at sam's club i worked there for about well almost six years actually yeah because that, that was almost six years and after about two years i transferred to i think it was two years maybe maybe three i transferred to the day shift and i was working in the produce department which was really bad just some of that stuff is really bad the way they had you do things you know? but like like the way we had to try to fix some things or uh, just the smell of all the rotten fruit and vegetables eventually because it's starting a thing and then i like lots of times people would be there late to try to clean stuff up because we know eventually I don't think we had to do it right away but eventually we are having to write down all of the things we were slowing away and how many when stuff would expire and everything so it became it became bad and we started getting a lot of turnover in that section because people just didn't like it compared to all the other places it was all the other places uh, sections were like way easier you know, it was like, oh, you're in clothes? Well, yeah, it's nothing to do. Not, not a problem. They didn't have to deal with, yeah, all the uh, the smell and fixing and throwing the shit away, keeping the bogs and all that. It became bad. So eventually, um, and like, I think the manager changed like four times when I was in there. Uh, well, not the manager, the, the supervisor. The supervisor for the produce department changed yeah, like four times when I was there. And so eventually I'm just like, I can't kept so bad and we kept asking for more help, more people, and they wouldn't hire people and things kept changing. Like, oh no, that don't do it that way anymore. That's the way the last supervisor wanted you to do now. I want you to do it this way. Just 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 general stuff like that. eventually I quit and to work uh, doing phone service because an older friend that I'm from college uh, like I met I saw them one day when I was working and they should them, so they recommended like oh you maybe you should come to work in where I work about at this place um yes because Eventually, I graduated college while while I was working at Sam's Club, so I'm finally able to work more more and more often, like full full full-time, because it was like semi-full-time, because eventually in the last couple years of college, uh, I wasn't having to take many classes, as many classes, because I was finishing toward uh, graduation, and I really only needed specific classes, and some of them were only offered like you know uh, like oh this is only in the spring or this is only like every other year or some shit so uh, so i had I was only taking like one or two classes a semester so it was way easier to work more um so a couple fun stories and, yeah up to this point i've just kind of been like explaining what my jobs have been a couple fun stories um About uh, first I'll say Sam's Club because that's the one I just talked about Um, one was when I was working overnights and every they had this kind of like promotion kind of thing for the employees where every 30 days if we went 30 days across all shifts of no one getting injured, we'd have like a, we'd be rewarded. We're like, here's, here's a bunch of like, uh, they'd fill the break room with tons of different snacks and stuff uh, for people to, for, to have kind of like a, a special lunch. So I remember one time um, we had missed one. So like someone got injured and then like, okay, we're working back up. It's the last day. So if yeah. so it was like, okay, I think we started at like 9 p.m. It's like, okay, we have to make it till midnight and then we'll hit the 30 days and we can have our free lunch for everyone. Wants. And it was like 11.30. Okay, and I'm working <laughs> in this section uh, and so I dropped the pallet with has all the boxes and, and stuff so I had to cut up um, to stock so I, I cut the straps off and I'm cutting and for whatever reason the way I was cutting I had one arm I had like my left arm up on top and then I went to cut the side uh, with my box cutter with my right hand but I slid it, I cut it towards me, so I was like, right, let's cut uh, towards me along the side so I can flip open the top, whatever, and start stocking from that. And somehow, I don't know if I, the way I had my elbow bent or whatever, I, I quickly just slice the side of the box, but then in... Um, Okay, so the box cutters we had, <laughs> sorry, the box cutters we had were, um, like, if you, sque- it was, it had a weird, like, a lever, so if you squeeze it, that pushes the blade out, but then you release pressure, and then the lever comes back out, and the blade goes in, so it's so it supposed to be a safety, a real, a real safety one, So like, so I just grip it, and slide it across, and I'm starting to let go because I'd already gone the length of the box but the blade is still out and then it clips my elbow and I feel it hit my elbow and so I immediately just let go of the knife which was on like this weird cord and you had like this little holster for it so it so it just starts it drops down and then hangs from the cord that's attached to the little holster that you clip to your belt and then immediately grab my elbow and i'm like oh no i felt that i'm pretty sure i definitely i'm very very confident that i just cut my elbow but i don't know how bad so what do i do it's it's only it's 1130 if I go to the manager or supervisor for the overnight shift then it's gonna count as an injury and people aren't going to get and basically yeah basically the entire company is not going for the store is not going to get the free lunch so I walk over to one of the friends that helped me get the job was working in a the section next to mine and i walk over and i was like okay i need you to quietly and calmly come with me time is a factor and they're like what what's going on and then we walk calmly to the bathroom and i was like okay so i just cut myself with the knife i don't know how bad it is because i haven't looked Uh, I don't want to end up getting reported and then, like, getting in trouble and everyone losing their thing. So I need you to look at it and tell me how bad it is. And so I remove my my hand so I can see my elbow. And we see that just the, like, tip of the elbow, I sliced it to the bone. And so that just have a little flap of skin sitting there. Uh, I still have a scar from that. By the way, and it's been eight years. Actually, no, it's been almost ten years since then. And I sliced it to the bar bo- I sliced uh, right that out, right the tip of the elbow to the bone, leaving a little flap of skin. And it's amazing because it wasn't bleeding. Um, but we're like, oh, we're like, oh my God. And so she goes over and grabs a first aid kit, and we just put a bunch of bandages on it, wrap it up, and then I just. And yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, for I was about to say I pulled my sleeve down, but like I didn't have a long sleeve shirt at the time. So, so fortunately, you can see the bandage and everything, but then I just wrap it up, and then walked, and then we just went back to work, continued doing our job like nothing happened. I would have felt really bad like being like oh I'm the one that made it so no one can have the free lunch half an hour before we hit 30 days um, so that was one that was one fun little thing that happened at that job um, I know sometimes I was terrible trying to learn how to do if, how to draw right a forklift it was like one of those standing forklift so you stand sideways and you just have like a little uh, knob with a wheel to turn left or right but it was like i think it was reverse so you have to spin it to the right to go left and spin it to the left to go right which was confusing as hell so it took me a while eventually i started to get good um, like through a little practice, but I never actually tried to take stuff off the shelf. I don't think. I think I've only done it. I did only did a couple times, but then I stopped. They stopped like training me for a while because they um, had some position changes and like some people had some new people get hired on and all the older people leave and stuff. Um, and then when they tried to start retraining me again, like finished training, like I had forgotten most of it. So I was just, I was just awful. So I never really got fully trained on the forklift. Um, but I remember one time working, I went to go stock in the aisles and they're unloading the latest truck that just showed up. So they're dropping stuff, whatever. And they come over and like, oh, I go to put a, uh, a new palette that it just got and they they put it up on top in the the fucking wanna call it just like the, the metal shelving on the very top and it was like I think it was like two pallets, because it was like one palette of stuff which was like jars of the industrial sized jars of pickles and then something else on top of that. And one of the pickle jars had busted, so he puts it up, and then we see that it's just—it's dripping all this pickle juice down. And I'm like, well, that's not fucking good. And I look at him, and he looks at it, and he looks at me, and then he just drives away. <sighs> so it's raining down all this pickle juice onto all the stuff underneath, and it just reeks of pickles. Uh, I don't know what happened because they didn't they didn't want to they like didn't even want to, they did not want to deal with it like at all. So that was pretty bad. Um let's see going back quickly to Lexington manufacturing, there was one time they were like, okay, we're gonna try to teach you to do other stuff as well because Pretty much every time I went there, I was only in that one position working with the people that I knew, um, sorting these parts and checking to make sure that the vinyl was smooth and it wasn't all... um, It wasn't wavy. uh, It wasn't um, partially off or anything like that. Checking the parts for quality. Um, I like, okay, come over to here to this machine next to that where you were and basically the machine before it where it, it applies the vinyl to it and then it cuts it because like they'll load in a like throwing a two by four it will go through get covered in vinyl and then the machine will cut the vinyl then another one will come through and it'll cut at the end another one will come through cut the end so it's not just all stuck together and so I had to watch for that so I had to People some, sometimes come through quick, so I have to try to check in the light and then throw it off to the side. Either throw it off in the bad pile or set it there in the good pile and make sure it doesn't—it's actually cutting. So it's starting to come through pretty fast, and I—I'm I'm checking it quick, but then it starts not cutting them apart, so I have to quickly like give it like a side. Uh, twist to break it off and then grab the next one, break it off, and the next one, break it off. Um, and then it starts going faster and faster. And my friend who's running the machine afterwards, for, that would cut the parts that I would uh, uh, inspect for quality, uh, quick drink, um, is watching me, and I'm starting to get panicky. Because they're coming through so quickly and it's not cutting. I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god! And then she just starts laughing hysterically because the way I'm figuring out, like, and you know what? So there's a cord that I could just pull that would stop the machine and be like, hey, it's coming quick and it's not cutting properly. So I'm having probably there's there's a problem. Is when I'm supposed to, but I don't do that instead. I continue to freak out and just like, oh, 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 my god, oh my god, oh my god, and they're watching me and just like laughing, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, stop laughing, stop laughing, this is serious. <laughs> and eventually, the board one of the boards goes too far and hits the fail safe, which is another board sitting there. Uh, at the end, if it goes too far. It'll hit the board, which will automatically push it, which ends up pulling the cord anyway. So that happens. And then, like, then so the machine stops, and then I come over and like, Why don't she just pull the cord? No problem. And she's just like, in French, just crying, laughing. Because I think it's so fucking funny. And I was laughing, but also was freaking out at the same time. Uh, so, I don't know. Um let's see. Trying to think what other I don't think I see anything really happened. At American Woodmark Oh Oh my god. How could I forget this? This is an extremely important story. Oh my god. I can't believe I forgot this. Okay, so this happened one time at American Woodmark so they originally you know it's it's uh, it's, you know it's the early 2000s uh, like 2002 2001 2002. so the the factory and stuff didn't have a great filtration system it was good but also not like it it could have been better so they were working on at the time uh, upgrading it and so there's a bigger like uh, suction system to get rid of any sawdust in the air to help get all that stuff out and put in those like big like hopper or whatever so they have it uh they have it open and they're it's only like partially done, so it's only like going halfway through the factory. And then I'm working, I'm running the machine, putting the boards through to um, put the groove uh, through the wood. And then at one point, I start to hear some yelling off to the side, like where the people are running that machine. Or not the running machine uh, at the like big air duct that they're working on to that's going to be a lot bigger to help get uh, the filtrate, do better air filtration and get out the sawdust. So then I was like, "Oh, well, what else are those people yelling about?" And at that point, I uh, I got to see a a giant fireball shoot out of the air duct and extend about 30 40 feet past the air duct and go like holy fuck and at that point everybody starts screaming and we're immediately like everybody get the fuck out everybody get the fuck out now everybody get leave, everyone get the fuck out. And so everyone runs out, runs outside in the parking lot on the far end of the building, uh, wait for the fire department, you know. And then it's like, okay. They're so just like, all right, everyone just go home. Uh, and, but I think I, I had to wait because uh, it was already after lunch enough, but I had left like uh my lunch bag with stuff inside it still inside so i'm like i need can I need to go and grab my stuff I'm like, well i'm not gonna grab like you can't go inside so the one of this one of the uh supervisors i told him where it was and ran and grabbed it for me um it was it was i don't know it was really cool to see i'll tell you that um so what they found was there was a little piece, not little, but almost like the size of a sheet of paper, a piece of metal, like scrap metal that was that they, from when they were installing the new air duct. When they like and they were they're cutting it and getting it all in place, a little section of it that they had cut off. Had fallen inside there and so it ended up um because part of it was still running but they were still extending off uh making a bigger section to whatever. so it was all connected um still i'm trying to think of like how that would even work but that's it that, that is how it was so they had their the number one running and then they were making a big one off of it to help infiltrate uh infiltrate fil- filter the air better and uh, the little chunk had fallen down there and gotten deep inside the air duct and ended up like scraping and grinding on there uh creating sparks which ignited all the sawdust that was in there and created this giant fireball shooting out. There. so you know pretty dangerous but also again really cool to see and then it just like went off like, and then almost and i think almost immediately put itself out but yeah very dangerous really cool can't believe i've forgotten about that it's pretty important uh i think so that was the main thing that happened at that job american woodmark um Let me see, now, after Sam's Club it said I had started that uh, phone service, like a uh, job that a friend recommended because I was getting really unhappy at Sam's Club. Uh, that place was called RTS, it was like rec- Restaurant Technology Services, and I think just after it was either just before or just after i started working there it ended up getting like bought out by xerox so it was it was rts but it was owned by xerox and um i think that really only ended up like changing people's benefits and stuff i think but uh so what the company did the rts was they did uh, like Phone, over the phone, computer troubleshooting, but specifically troubleshooting for McDonald's. So you start off at the different levels, and you start off learning different things, um, like you know, it's all bronze level. So you're learning all the very simple, basic things. Uh, to troubleshoot and fix, and so they'd always have someone working triage. Uh, like someone would call in, someone from triage would answer, and then like, okay, what's your problem? Okay, so I'm gonna filter this call to these like levels that would know how to do it. So if it's like, oh. Uh, oh, I just, uh, I can't seem to get my computer to properly back up to the CD at the end of the day. That's bronze, so it would go only to bronze. Oh. Actually, no, I think that would open up. I think I think it was the opposite, so that, that would op- go to everybody, because everybody would know that, because that's a bronze level thing, so bronze and up would know how to do that and then it's like okay well i can't get my card readers my credit card reader is not working i can't get it to to, to work again okay well then that's something you learn starting at silver so silver and up will filter to just those those um, so yeah you, the amount of calls and the difficulty of calls determined what what level you were at Whatever, so um, it was kind of fun, a little bit, but it was also it became super stressful for me and causing a lot of anxiety because uh, I never knew what step was going to be because there's you're either going to get a a call that only lasts a minute or two because it's like oh I forgot what my password is to log in okay here's your password boom or Hey, um, some things, this one thing's not working and then you have to go through all these steps of troubleshooting and trying to, trying to tell the person over the phone what to look for and hope that they're looking at the right thing. Cause sometimes like, okay, do you see this thing? Okay. There's a cord in the back. Follow that cord to another thing. Do you see that thing? Okay, so that should have this many lights. What lights are on? So it became, it's, I know, i know. known people to be on the phone troubleshooting one issue for their entire shift. And that's insane. So it became super stressful. And so eventually, um... I somewhat luckily got to quit that job because my wife at the time had gotten another job down in the Twin Cities, so um, we were going to move anyway. So we oh, up quit so we can move down. Um, and then after a couple months uh, getting everything set up and searching, I found the current job. But, uh, so and I started off doing um, working on the factory floor making stuff um, and then eventually was able to transition into the office where I'm now doing office work which is really nice but unfortunately not before I um, herniated a disc in the back working on the production floor and then was out of work but not really i was out of work for i think a total of like three months but like the first like month and a half was doing like physical therapy and getting me to be able to like having that heal and and stuff and then was did a little office work came back came back to do a little bit of office work helping out a different section for a while and then like doing stuff just like Paint repainting like the the yellow uh, fences, Like uh, inside the production floor to tell you like where like cautionaries and stuff doing simple things like that until eventually uh, Feeling good enough to actually go back and do What I had done before hurting myself again Um, So yes, um yeah, but the I, real quick. The RTS was sometimes fun because there's obviously downtimes, because uh, at certain points is when different parts of the country were starting to start open. So like you'd have a huge influx of calls. I'm gonna take them off. Oh, but now this now this time zone is opening, so they're going to end back up again or whatever. Um, so. Uh, there also wasn't really any like kind of like holidays. I think because they were weird. Because because I was working like the third shift for that. Um, I was working on like Thanksgiving. And I think Christmas one time, to like I was, oh I go in, I start on Christmas Day at like nine p.m. So but we'd have like potlucks and stuff, whatever. And then sometimes uh, at the beginning level uh, after training, you would have selected downtime all the time. Cause like you can't take as many calls as everybody else cause you don't know as much. So sometimes you'd, have, you'd be sitting there waiting for like half an hour in between calls sometimes. Um, so that times you just sit there and just read a book so, I've been able to read, I was able to read several different books. Um, and even in one of the break rooms, they have this just a bookshelf of tons of different books for people to borrow and read because there wasn't a lot to do uh, at, at that level. Um, so, but yeah, doing what I did now is good, but bad. Um, there's some stuff that could help being automated and stuff because sometimes it's, some things are very tedious and stressful now but whatever um, I don't know it's fun, it's people I work with and everything so yeah uh, the only weird thing though was when I well I guess the weird thing that happened was when I initially hurt my back because um, I have a because you have a you as a normal employee, then the team lead, then a supervisor, then a, is it that a manager, I think, and then then I think something else, and then like the CEO. So, but so I hurt myself, and then we had there has to be a meeting discussing what happened, how it happened, and stuff, to determine who's at fault or whatever and stuff. And basically like whether um, I'm gonna have to pay for like any medical stuff myself, or it's gonna be covered in insurance if it was an accident and stuff like that. So to be there, the um, safety advocate for the line that I was working on I think my supervisor and then the manager so like several different levels um so just explaining stuff to everything that happened but there's also like hr and somebody else and, and the, uh, another person there but the manager the person above my my supervisor's boss like kind of just cuts in and is like well you should have known better not to lift that and, and do that so like I think it's your own fault and then he just kind of tosses the that paperwork down that explained like had like the incident report and stuff and then gets up and walks out in the middle of the the meeting and discussing everything, thing and then everyone's just looking at each other like what? did he seriously just did he just seriously say that and just fucking walk out? Um, I'm not sure if he's still. I don't think he's in that position anymore. I don't know if I want to say he still works for the company, but uh, I don't know. I think he's a fucking asshole. Um, but yeah, that that, that was something that was, that was crazy. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's basically. Uh, I know a lot of it was just you know, just explaining, like talking about my history. I guess of Jobs, um, a little bit with some crazy stories thrown in there. Um, yeah, um, that's fun. Let's it So still, I don't want to say too much, obviously, about what I'm my current job that I'm working at, just in case anything happens. So. Yes, I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and call it and end it there. Uh, I believe it's already been over an hour. So once again, thank you for listening everyone and tuning in and I'll once again ask uh, if you're willing and able to do the whole subscribe, uh, some places you can like some places you can leave reviews um, i'd much appreciate it uh, and if you'd like to follow the uh, my facebook and instagram grandpa legal story time and if you have any stories you'd like to share that you might find interesting regardless of the topic like to try to fit them in somewhere um, send them to Grand legal story time and it's it's grandpa, not just grandpa, so G-R-A-N-D-P-A, legalstorytime at gmail.com. And Fridays is when I will announce the next theme. So, And, of course, the episode will release on Wednesdays. So, yeah, thank you one and all uh, for listening. And for today, take care.